On the latest episode of Generation 9-11, retired FDNY Chief Richie Allies joins to discuss the impacts of 9-11 on those working on Wall Street and in finance all around Lower Manhattan. These men and women went back to work not knowing that the air they were breathing was toxic. Now here I am with Richie. Richie. We're back for episode two, and something that I think is really important that you mentioned in the first episode was this isn't just about the first responders. And uh, on your Instagram page, you you recorded a video talking about people who worked on Wall Street, people who worked in financial services in Lower Manhattan. Why why are you talking about these people? When the law was passed. It gave the impression to everyone else that was exposed but was not a responder that, oh, this was a law for responders, and that's not true. So the Wall Street people in particular, now I want to bring us back to the devastation of September 11th. The country was in shock. Uh, Wall Street was in tatters. It was closed. Uh, It's the financial capital of the world and a major effort was made to have it cleaned up and get America back up and running. Now the search and rescue operation was going on at at Ground Zero. Uh, The passionate people that worked on Wall Street for the New York Stock Exchange, for the American Stock Exchange, the Commodities Exchange, volunteered, many of them volunteered to come back to the exchange to clean it up to get the financial markets back up and running, and they were successful. And a week later, Wall Street reopened. It was was a sigh of relief to the country that, that we can overcome devastation, and a sign to the rest of the world that America could not be knocked down. I tip my hat to these people. But what happened then, consequently, these patriotic Americans that did this cleanup because that was what they felt that they needed to do. They weren't qualified to be volunteering at Ground Zero to help with search and rescue. They, they did what they could. They are now dealing with serious illnesses and uh, you know many, many uh, cancers. I, I, probably not a day goes by uh, that I don't speak to someone from the, from the Wall Street community that has come down with a 9-11 related illness. There's that many people that worked in the exchanges you should really underscore the fact that professionals, these um, these bankers, these traders, they are eligible for compensation under the Victim Compensation Fund and the World Trade Center Health Program. Right, they're entitled now, when the law passed, it created two programs. It created the World Trade Center Health Program, which is a nationwide health program. It's, it's phenomenal. In the 49 states outside of New York, It's managed by uh, Logistics Health Insurance, and what that company does for the federal government, it contracts with various health facilities in all of these communities across the country, and it becomes a World Trade Center health program facility. Anyone that was exposed, and you don't have to prove that your illness is a result of 9-11, you only have to prove that you were in the exposed area. That's easily accomplished by employment records, or affidavits, any two eyewitnesses that can say, yes, you did work or did live in a particular area. So for the Wall Street uh, uh, workers, it's very easy for them uh, to, to document. Now, that entitles them to an annual World Trade Center medical exam and entitles them to treatment for a host of respiratory ailments, a host of gastrointestinal illnesses, and over 68 uh, different cancers. 
Now, some people have private insurance. It's not mandatory that you use the health program uh, for that, but it's another option to anyone in that community that was exposed and can work as a secondary insurance firm. So anyone that has that, even if they're using their private insurance and has co-pays and has some out-of-pocket, if they're in the World Trade Center Health Program, that would become a secondary and would pick up all the additional costs, including prescription costs, 100%. So now we, we're almost 20 years you know, since 9-11. People move, they, they're not just in New York anymore. So if you left, let's say in 2005 or 2010, you're still eligible for this. You're still eligible and you can enroll and wherever you're living, if you're living in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, there's a clinic there. You can enroll in the national program and have all of the benefits that you're entitled to as though you were still living in, in New York. And when you, you mentioned that you actually speak to these people all the time, daily, what What's the response been? Are people surprised to hear, A, that these programs even exist, and B, that their illness, if they've already developed one, may actually be because all they did was go back to work? Yeah, it, it is. Sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a shock for a person that didn't know about this program and, let's say, have now left their employment at Wall Street, have retired, have relocated to another part of the country, and uh, consequently uh, come down with a, with a cancer. And once they, the first thought isn't, gee, I wonder if it was when I went back to work and I was working in a downtown area and I was exposed to the toxins. That's not their first thought, especially when you get a cancer diagnosis. All you wanna do is get well. You want to get rid of the cancer. So your, your first thought isn't whose fault is it? What happened and uh, who, who owes me? So once they do find out, uh, they're really gratified. And because I'm a big proponent on the health program, it's, it's tremendous. But on the flip side, once they find out that they're also entitled to uh, financial compensation from the federal government, it's a, it's a relief because even the best of insurance, of personal insurance, when someone's dealing with cancer, it's a, it's a very monumental financial undertaking to deal with. And some people have actually gotten, uh, gone bankrupt due to dealing with their, with their illness. So the federal government having this victim compensation fund, it becomes a financial lifeline for people that did not have enough funds to uh, manage their, their health. And on the first episode, you talked about being sick yourself. Do these, do these programs, um, do, do they acknowledge the fact that now, I guess they do, and this is something that you mentioned before we went on the air, that this air, we could talk about pH levels, we could talk about science, but drill it down for our listeners. What was the air, what could you compare the air to? in the aftermath of 9-11? Well, the, the air, okay, so uh, the toxins that were there, and you know, going back to Detective uh, James Joga, who was the first confirmed 9-11 uh, death, he died of pulmonary fibrosis, his, his lungs were uh, autopsied, they found chromium, benzene, heavy metals, ground glass, plastics, asbestos, toxic brew, as we call it. So that exposure was in the air. Also, the pH of the air was the consistency of Drano. You don't have to know what pH means, but 
once you know Drano, the fine particles, if you got Drano on your hands, you want to wash it off. That has caused an epidemic of uh, skin cancer in the 9-11 uh, community. Most people, when you mention skin cancer, think it's uh, sun exposure, and it's not. It's exposure to this pH toxic uh, air that was a fine dust and the particles and the very famous uh, photo of what the person that became known as the dust lady who was covered in dust, an iconic photo that probably everyone that has ever seen any picture of uh, the events of 9-11 has seen that picture and, and that woman uh, died a few years ago of, uh, of uh, her exposure. And she was not a firefighter, she was not a cop, she was... She was just an average American that was down there, uh, you know, working in the lower Manhattan area. But. Breathing the same air, breathing the same as air, was covered you. in the same dust. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's something that is really important. And so, if you worked on Wall Street on on nine eleven, or were you know working in financial services on nine eleven in Lower Manhattan, how can people get in touch with you? They can reach me at the uh, law office of uh, Barish and McGarry in the Lower Manhattan. Uh, my uh, phone number there is two one two. Three eight five eight thousand. I'm happy to explain the benefits of the World Trade Center Health Program, how to enroll in the health program, and how we can get them uh, benefits from the uh, Victim Compensation Fund if they are certified and, and diagnosed with 9-11 related illnesses. Richie, thanks so much for being here. We'll speak to you next time. Thank you. Once again, that was retired FDNY Chief Richie Alley's. If you have any questions or have an idea for a future episode, reach out to us at generation911 at outlook.com. And that'll do it for us this time on Generation 911. We look forward to speaking to you next time, and don't forget to help us spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend. See you next time.